Hey, Eric in Danville, Kentucky. Yes. Tell me, what is the most exciting thing happening in your life right now? Um, honestly, I, I just can't wait to see the kids' faces light up on Christmas. That That is my ultimate goal. That is what makes me happy right now. So it's not here yet, but it's coming soon. Yes, that's right. What a great answer. It couldn't have been scripted better. Right. Definitely not a script. No, no, I know. It's great. I I look forward to getting home to see my wife every day. Do you look forward to seeing your wife? Oh, yeah. She's usually standing there smiling, waiting for me to come in. You know, I'm all dirty. I give her a kiss on the cheek, tell her I'm going to get in the shower. All right, Yeah, get showered, hop out, and, you know, whether it's help with dinner or try to get the floor swept up, just whatever it is that needs to be done. Man, Eric, after a hard day of work, you're ready to sweep the floor and help out? That's ama- This is inspiring. What a conversation, Eric. Well, yeah, I mean, you can't leave everything to your wife, man. That's just not right. No. I mean, yeah, we work eight to this ten hours This man right here, you got to save Eric. Work. We got to save you, Eric, because you're speaking truth right now. Yeah. You are <laughs> no. speaking some truth yeah. as a wife, yes. And I'm hoping my wife's not listening right now to <laughs> Eric. I mean, well, I mean, a wife's job is 24-7. It's not eight to ten hours. It's 24-7. Write a book, so my friend. So if we can help in any way we can, we should. Let's go. Eric, did my wife pay you to call? I paid him to call. <laughs> Eric, what is happening? Now, you said you come home dirty. What kind of work do you do? I install fire sprinklers. Fire sprinklers? Yeah, it's fire suppression technology. Uh, you know, if a fire happens, can save lives, you know. Do fire sprinklers ever go off by accident? Very rarely they can be tripped. Sometimes it's just a valve that is starting to leak that needs to be changed out so it'll set off the alarm and... You know, everybody will go out there and check on it as far as the firefighters and then figure it out on the control panel, whether it's just a tripped alarm or or a head went off. That's great. That's very comforting. For years, I lived in apartment buildings and we had those sprinklers above us. And I'm like, man, what's stopping these things from just like Mm -hmm. having a bad day and going off? You know, (laughs) there was one day I came home and there's a clothes hanger with a dress hanging from the sprinkler. And I turned to my wife, Jess, and I go, are you kidding me? And she's like, what? And that was one of those moments where, like, could you be peaceful about that? I know you just said all the right things, but how would you feel as a fire sprinkler designer if you saw a dress uh, hanging from your fire sprinkler? Well, lucky it's just a dress and it's not very heavy. That is definitely not a smart thing to do. Um, because anything, I mean, some things that are just small can bust the glass in those heads and it will fill your room with water. That yeah. is no joke. Much less uh, excitable than I expected when I presented you with that one. You might be the the closest to a perfect man that I've ever talked to, Eric. No, I mean, I'd probably look at her and be like, what are you doing? Like, you can't do that. (laughs) So what what is it? Like, hon, you're going to flood the room. Is there anything that uh, you've done wrong in your whole life, Eric? Because you sound pretty perfect, Eric. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, there's definitely plenty of things that I've done wrong. I mean, I'm not the perfect guy. Yeah, I do get upset, you know, when things don't always go my way. But, you know, I'm working on that as well. And, oh. You know, all right. So we do have that in common. He's a work in progress, Eric. All right. So all the yeah, ladies listening. Yeah, a work in progress. That's right. All wives, j And my wife. <laughs> Listen to Eric. He's great, but he's not perfect. So there you go. I, I think we could end here. And uh, Eric, thank you so much for choosing our show. We are so grateful to have you listening in Danville, Kentucky. Uh, thank you for letting me be on the show. Absolutely. You, Eric. You're the best, Eric. All right. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Hello. This is the TJ Show. Hey, TJ, this is Jay. 
Jay, what's happening? I love you, man. I love, I love you. you, man. Oh, you know what, Jay? You, <laughs> Jay, you called the other day, and uh, after, yeah. as we were getting off the phone, I said, I love you, Jay. And then you said, <laughs> all right, and you hung up the phone. <laughs> and now, mul- multiple days later, you're calling me back to say you love me. And it wasn't even at the end of the phone call. It was right when I picked up. Were you thinking about that for uh, a couple of days? I have been thinking about it. Look, I got to explain myself a little bit. I am a recovering alcoholic and addict, okay? For a long time, over over two decades at least, I was just wandering around. I wasn't living. I was just existing. I wasn't really living. Hmm. And there was very few people who ever told me that. I mean, I wasn't hearing that. And so, you know, people, I bummed and begged uh, around for a while. My family, you know, didn't want me around because... They knew Jay's only here to see what he can get, and then he's gone. Till you know, nobody wanted Jay around. But now, <clears throat> it took God intervening. Since then, you know, I got into uh, a drug rehab. Uh, I got clean and sober. I've now been clean and sober for a little over 18 years. And uh, I started making better decisions. You know, now I care about myself. Uh, I, I was at the point where I didn't even want to live anymore. Jay, I'm so glad you're here. And isn't that interesting? Yeah. You know, I, I was just saying, I love you almost like as a, all right, see you later. I mean, of course, you know, I love you, Jay. I love that you yeah. listen to the show. Yeah, yeah. But I, of course, I had no idea about your backstory there. And so oh, that actually I'm meant saying. something to you way more than I could have yeah. ever imagined. Right. I used to not have feelings. I used to not, you know, cry, tear up about anything because I was just numb to the world. But now I have emotions and I'm in touch with my my feelings and I, I express them. People might get tired of hearing me express it, but, you know, I try to show the love that was shown to me to get me to where I am today. That's right, Jay. You keep and, expressing them because those people eventually, it will mend, it will start to work on their heart too it, and then they'll start to express those feelings as well. Exactly. My goal is if I can just reach one person today, it's successful because they may be going through something I'm going through or they may know somebody in their family or a close friend or something and, and say, hey, this guy, you know, for 20 some odd years, he was messed up, but he's got his life back on track. He's happily married. You know, uh, I'm doing better than I deserve. I shouldn't even be alive today. Each day that I wake up is another blessing. Well, Jay, I'm so grateful that you're willing to share your story and that you know the impact that it can have on even just one person. And well, Jay, thanks thank for, you for taking the time to listen. Yeah, no, of course. And, and it's funny, you know, I, we, the other day we said goodbye and I said, I love you. And I'll say it again. I love you, Jay. Yeah. And Jay, you went yeah, for so many yeah. years without hearing the word, I love you. Or at least you heard it, but it wasn't registering. And now you hear That's it right. because it, it registers. So we love you. I love That's you, Jay. Right. Okay. Can you get anything y'all. you want to say to I Jay? Jay, I love you more than TJ and Jay both. Oh, there you go. <laughs> That's not true. I love oh, you most. There you go, Kenny. I love you <laughs> This is the TJ Show. Have a great day, Jay. All right, and y'all do the same. Keep Take up care. good work. Thank you. Right. Jay Bone, your husband, Archie, he's active in the U.S. military. That's right. So grateful for him. Love knowing him, too. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, we've got that in common. Yeah, we, we do have that in common. And he was feeling under the weather, and there's a complication there because you don't live together. You're 18 hours apart by car. Yes. 
Can't just hop on a flight last minute. Nope. And so you feel kind of helpless in situations like these. Yeah, because I don't like to see, if you're in a relationship, whether you're married or just boot up, like, you don't want to see the person you're with not feeling well and then you can't help them. Yeah. I definitely want my wife to, like, treat me like a baby. Yeah. You know, make me soup. Yeah. Kenny, do you like being treated like a baby when you're sick? Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it feels good. Yeah. Do you like being babied when you're sick? Yes, take care of me, (laughs) please. So basically, we're all a bunch of big babies. That's okay. But you can't do that if you're not in the same place. And so you came up with a clever idea, and uh, you sent him some Marcos, which are these little video chats, to check in with him while he wasn't feeling well. Hey, Archie. I woke up thinking about you. Last night, you said you weren't feeling well, and you had a sore throat. And I jumped on the DoorDash app, and I placed a grocery order for you. And by the way, this is not a commercial for DoorDash, even though we love them, but uh, a tool to get some groceries to them. What kind of stuff did you order? Uh, Ginger ale, soups, bread, lemons, honey, teas to help with like congestion Mm -hmm. and, you know, build his immune system. You know, it's hard because I'm not with you. I'm in a totally different state and I want nothing more to take care of you and make sure that you're good. And I just want to know how you were feeling. Wow. Must be pretty cool to be married to J-Bo, right, Kenny? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lucky guy. So weird. Seriously. She's so nice and sweet and everything. Super cool. Now, Archie responded while he's sick. Hi, babe. I am very thankful for you giving me a care package and caring. You ever notice when you're sick, you have to, like, breathe heavy after? Yes. <laughs> Just trying to get as much air in as... You don't realize how much you need your nose or how bad it is to just have one working nostril until you get sick and you can't breathe. You know what that reminds me of is, remember Kenny's brother's dog snores while he's sleeping? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's a little bulldog. Yeah, that's what happens when we all get sick. I am very thankful for you giving me a care package and caring about how I feel. Yeah, it was a little tough. It's been tough in these moments when you're not filling up the par and you're on the weather and no one's around to help. I really liked it. Uh, the soup was awesome. I had some chicken tortellini soup mm. uh, with some bread yeah. and some tea. I came down to the couch. Ooh, can you order that to my house just because? <laughs> Ate it and actually fell asleep. Very soothing. Yeah, nice job, j Thank you. You're welcome. I'm glad that it helped you out, at least made you feel a little bit better. The soup probably put you to sleep. Something warm, knock you right out. You know what I'm saying? So I, just, I love the fact, though, that like even though I'm not there, I can still take care of you in the way I would if we were living under the same roof. So I'm thankful for DoorDash, for any kind of like food delivery service, because this is definitely helpful. Uh, anything that I missed that you would have needed? Mm, you want a report card? I do. I want a progress report, you know. No, there's nothing missing. I would have probably preferred more the uh, chicken tortellini soup than the other, the chicken noodle soup. Oh, wait, you're not going to get into a fight about that, are you? No. Okay, good. Because okay. the chicken tortellini soup tastes better. That's it. Other than that, again, thank you. Wow, no, Jabo. This is nice. a preference. No fight over that. Nice job. Thank you, man. I, I love that. I love the way you love him. It's inspiring. And even when you're apart, you find a way to make him feel loved. That's beautiful. I'll tell you, it has challenging moments, but I'm just trying to be creative. You know, I was just thinking, like, what can I do? And so I was just thankful I was able to do that. Awesome. Love it. There's Jabo and Archie. Thank you for turning on the TJ show today. I feel like I have some great news here, Jabo. Ooh, I like great news. You know, our producer, Kenny, I've been. Trying to convince him to walk away from the video games, watch less movies. Yeah, you're trying to kill his joy. Well, no, turn <laughs> the screens off. Mm-hmm. He's got a girlfriend now, and a girlfriend that he really cares about. 
it's very exciting to see how in love you are. Thanks. You guys are doing cute things for each other. (laughs) And I overheard you saying that you haven't had time to play your favorite video game. Right. And it's frustrating you. And I think this is actually great news. Don't take it as frustration. This is amazing, Kenny. Congratulations. You're playing less Harry Potter? Is that what it is? I've hardly played it even since I got it. I was so looking forward to this game as a huge Harry Potter fan. This was a way for me to stay inside the wizarding world. All I want is more Wizarding World content. This game was created, I think, just for me, and I'm having a really hard time playing it. I was catching up with Kenny yesterday after the show, and he was saying that he didn't have time to go to his Harry Potter class in the game so he can learn how to play. And I'm like, well, well hold on. First that of all, just sounds so lame. you have to go to video game class to be able to play oh, the game. That sounds horrible. That sounds so well, boring. The game, you get to create a wizard character for yourself and actually go through the Hogwarts, the school experience that Harry Potter himself went Ugh. through in the books and movies. Can't you just play a game? Like, Can't you just turn it on and play that's what I would rather do. When it comes to my video game playing, I'm almost exclusively on Mario Kart because it's easy. It, you know, you just do it. You don't have to work to get to where you want to be. I think the guy's growing up. It's really exciting. I, I don't know and about that. He um, sent a message to his friend. And he loves video games. He's trying to seek wisdom. How does he get back into it? Hey, Trav, it's your pal Kenny. You know how much I respect you as a friend, but more than that, as a wizard. This is a voice message he sent to him. And I was so impressed with how quickly you beat the game Hogwarts Express. It feels like work, or even worse, school. How did you do it? How He's your age? Yeah. In, in his late 30s? He's got some answers, Jay. Mid, Mid-30s? You offended well, first- Kenny when you said late 30s. <laughs> Kenny's whole body just shook. <laughs> well, first of all, you're calling it Hogwarts Express, and the name of the game is Hogwarts Legacy. Oh, he Ooh, sounds... Snap! <laughs> is he uh, in a relationship? <laughs> Yeah, he's married. He has a baby. Really? Get out wow. of here. Wow. Good for Travis. Yeah. Nerd's got game too. Still playing? Yeah, he's still playing. The, ba- the baby likes to watch him play. Huh. It doesn't really surprise me that you haven't gotten very far in the game so far, just based on the way we were in high school. I was in the honors program. I'm a Ravenclaw. I finished the game within the first month of its release. Oh, hey, he's telling wow, people that? That's, he's proud. And I beat it in 39 hours of playtime. And the fact that you're telling me that you think it's all about school leads me to believe that you haven't gotten very far into the game to begin with. Oh, snap. Oh, man, he coming before you, Kenny. It's true. <laughs> so, there's lots of really fun things that unlock later in the game, and especially for a Slytherin like you. I don't know if you've gotten to flying lessons yet, but flying a broomstick around the Hogwarts grounds is really fun. And the more you play, the more cool costumes and hats and different outfits you get. Oh, yeah, you need those. He knows me so, very well. you know, if you really want to be a true Slytherin, you got to be cunning and you got to be ambitious and you got to finish your schoolwork. I hate to be the one to say this, but I think it's time to abandon your friendship with Travis. No, no way. It's man. over. It's my best friend, buddy. That's his homie. <laughs> Don't do that to him. Don't go back to the game. Listen to me. Listen to your pal, TJ. Travis is married and he has a baby and he's managed 39 hours of playtime. Finished the game in 30 days. You have a girlfriend. Just have her sit next to you while you play it. Oh, yeah. That sounds delightful, j She's a big Harry Potter fan. She might not there you go. hate that all that much. This is the TJ Show. I'm working on him. This is the TJ Show. This may be really good news. If you're like me, you're looking to save some money on some holiday shopping this year, there's a new offer-up study that's revealing resale gifting is gaining momentum for the 2023 holiday season. The stigma 
around giving and receiving secondhand gifts has decreased. Now, of course, this is a company that allows you to sell things secondhand. Is that right? right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yep. Yeah. The, these studies always tend to support whoever mm-hmm. put the study on. But, uh, you know, this is a really good point. There's some really interesting statistics here. Um, and by the way, if this is indeed the case, I'm going shopping at this beautiful mall. Uh, it's in my attic and my basement. <laughs> I'm actually just going to flat out go into my living room. Like There's a bunch of stuff in there. You can get some cool stuff in a box this year, j I'm looking forward to my gift. 75% of shoppers are open to giving secondhand holiday gifts this year. 82% of shoppers are open to receiving secondhand holiday gifts this year. It's an increase, 11% from last year. 67% of shoppers say that stigma around secondhand gifts has lessened. Now, would you ever do this or have you done it? I haven't done it. You know, one time I asked my dad, I was like, hey, he's a huge Rams fan. It's uh-huh. a football team. And I was like, hey, listen, I found this really vintage Rams uh, hoodie. Would you want it? It's really great. And he's like, no, nah, I'm okay. So yeah. he wasn't really keen to that. But like, I would be down to get rid of some of my hoodies. I have so many things I can gift people. Well, I guess he's a part of the 33% that still has a little stigma. Mm-hmm. Hmm. The three primary reasons shoppers buy secondhand holiday gifts are to get a good deal, 58% to avoid higher retail prices, 52% to help them stay within their budget. Um, 46% of shoppers note that retail prices for the gifts they want to purchase this year are notably higher than years prior. Our expert shopper around here is camera guy Josh. Josh, have you noticed this? Because your shopping is completely done, right? Oh, yeah. Everything more expensive? For sure. Yeah, things are definitely more expensive this year. And the deals, I feel like, aren't really deals this year either. Like, usually you find a really good deal you're excited about and haven't seen that once this year. Mm-hmm. Have, have you wrapped up anything secondhand or all new? It's all new. Big yeah. baller right it's there. It's all new. Yeah. But I would definitely be open to the secondhand thing. I think it's a great option. Yeah, well, I'm thinking, like, if you've got a fan of vinyl, How else do you get that other than secondhand most of the time? Um, The top three gifts that are being regifted in 2023 are electronics at 72%, sporting goods at 68%, and home improvement items at 66%. Yeah, I mean, what do you need? Like a drill is a drill, isn't it? Yeah, of course, as long as it works. Is regifting a part of resale gifting or secondhand gifting? Like if I receive a gift and then give it to someone else as a gift, Mm. does that count? I think if you're undetected, that's higher level because it still is new, right? It's wrapped up. Yeah, that know. would be a new gift. Yeah. It hasn't been used. Pretty big stigma around that. Yeah, but you're getting full credit for it if they don't know. Right. So you're still yeah. experiencing the credit. I say do it. But as you long can they kinda, don't know. You can tell. Like sometimes people give you something like, why'd you get me this? Especially if you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're like, I don't even like this kind of stuff. What is yeah, this? Yeah, like lip balms and moisturizers. <laughs> right. Really? Like, you think I look at my lips. Do they look particularly moist? <laughs> I, I think yeah, I know what's going on here. Or maybe it's a hint. 94% of shoppers say inflation is impacting their holiday budgets this year. Yeah, I mean, it's mm-hmm. tough. The prices all year at the grocery store have been madness. Yeah. So how does that not cut into other budgets if you're budgeting, which many people are? It's important. Like, maybe this is the year we try it. We see how it works. And maybe next year, it'll be all secondhand. Let me call my dad and see if he's cool with that sweater yeah. then. We all have enough stuff, don't we, j Yeah. Excuse me, I, I got caught up in some doom scrolling here in the studio. Oh, I hate when that happens. I just saw a story that popped up on my Instagram feed that I just know that my grandma would be horrified by. So I'm just going to call her real quick and let her know the news so Aww. she hears it from me first. Hold Such on. a good grandson, TJ. Hello. Mimi! Hi, TJ. Hello. How are you doing? 
I'm doing good. Thank you. You're going to love this story that I just found. I just wanted to get your opinion on this because I thought you'd find it interesting. So there's okay. a there's a parking lot in San Mateo, California. Someone parked their car with their Christmas tree on top of it. Someone else came along and stole the Christmas tree right off the top of the car. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. And they uh, they just walked away with it. And they're trying to find the person, and there's video floating around. But you know those surveillance videos, they're like so grainy and choppy, and they can't really find the person. It's hard to believe, but what's going on in this country right now, it's not so hard to believe that somebody would do something so terrible. I know. That's awful. Is there no way they could trace it through the car? How did he get away with it? Yeah. That's the question. It's like, how do you just boldly go up to a car and steal a Christmas tree? And you know, it had the stand on it already. Like, wow. Oh, my That's goodness. Horrible. Mimi, isn't TJ such a great grandson to break the news to you instead of you finding out on the news yourself? Yes, he certainly is a great grandson. Love him. Love Aww, him. Thanks, Aww. Mimi. Yeah, you know, my Mimi is, this is an interesting thing about my Mimi. My grandpa used to play the piano and he was great at it. And in all these years, I didn't know that my <laughs> Mimi also played the piano. And I'm over her house with her grandkids, her great grandkids. She uh, goes, "Oh, she's got some music out on the piano." I go, "What? Who's this for?" And she goes, "Oh, I play." And I was like, "When? When you? When were you going to mention kept this?" It a secret. I never saw her play once, and she's actually really good at it. Like. She's better than me, and I've been studying for three oh, years. Oh, no, you're, you're good. You're better than me, I think. No, no. I mean, I tried to play for you, but I got nervous because, you know, once I've... You've been playing for what, like... I took lessons when I was, like, 10 years, 11, 11 years old, got married, had six children, had no time for the piano, that so I never really took it up again till now. I started again where I'm trying to pick up a little bit. Yeah. That's amazing. What's so cool is you're super sharp. Like, you know, you haven't lost your wit or anything and you're in your 90s. And I think the instrument has something to do with that. Like you're using your mind every day. You're sitting down on that thing. It's really important that we take up these types of hobbies or skills. Don't you think? Absolutely. Oh, I agree 100% with that. Yeah. You got to keep the mind going all the time. And the cool thing is that music is so deep that even now in your 90s, you're still learning new things, right? Well, yes, and I try to practice a little bit every day. I've been working on a a fairly current tune called Sweet Georgia Brown. Do you know that one? Oh, yeah. Yep, just Mm -hmm. just turned 100. And uh, I'm going to play it for you the next time I see you, okay? Oh, great. I'll look forward to that. Maybe you and TJ Mimi can play it together. Yeah, who knows? That'd be great. I have to do some serious... Oh, you can do things. it. <laughs> well, Mimi, I'm, uh, I'm sorry to hear about how the world is seemingly collapsing before our eyes, but it's so great to talk to you today, and I'm sure I'll see you soon. Good. Take Good care, Mimi. You. Yep, All we'll, right. we'll talk to you later. All right, bye-bye for bye. now. Love, Love you. you. Love you. All right, bye-bye. When something horrible like that happens, grandparents love talking about it. You can tell. She just li- People are stealing Christmas trees off of people's cars in broad daylight. I feel bad. Because I got a little judgy. I was at the gym and I start running around the track and there happens to be this, it seems like it's a middle school basketball game league happening. Okay. But the parents are so into it. They're screaming and everything's getting so loud and there's whistles blowing and I'm like, I just want to run on this thing and do it in peace. 
And I was like, why are they even so excited? Like, the game's not even interesting. And then I start watching it, and I'm, like, seeing the parents' passion in their face. And I was reminded of one of the greatest moments in my life. And I felt like such a big hypocrite. My daughter, Willa, she was four years old, and she played the goblet toss at a carnival. Right. And she took the ball, got it in the golden cup, and won the biggest stuffed animal. What? And I started crying. I was, like, so excited for her. Yeah, I took pictures of it. She's got this big, weird animal that she won. And I was like, Willa! And it was like one of the greatest celebrations. And I go, okay, I get it. I get why everyone's all excited. They're watching the kids play. And something I didn't understand until I experienced it. And then I even forgot about it until I thought about it again. So there you go. Have fun at your kids' sporting events. Maybe I'll be there with you soon enough. Well, I'm glad that you're no longer judgmental, at least when it comes to that. Well, you know, I I really had to check myself (laughs) before I wrecked myself. That's right. Jabo, what's happening in your world? Is it all right to have uh, Oreos and milk for a meal? Because that's what I did yesterday. Oreos and milk. Yeah, I just didn't. I didn't. I didn't want to like go get something to eat. I didn't want to fix anything to eat. And I was like, that's what I'm eating today. That's what I'm having. Yeah, that's my meal. Yeah, sometimes I use the technique of just filling up my belly for fun. Yeah, like it doesn't have to be protein. I mean, I don't know that it's a good thing, but I I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, definitely not a good thing. I'm aware of that sugar and milk, but I was just like. This is one of them days. You don't feel like cooking. You and I, we we accidentally have a lot in common. Mm-hmm. Because yesterday, I'm in the kitchen with my wife, and there's a bag of Milano peppermint cookies. Mm. And I usually don't even eat that kind of thing. But I'm like, yeah, you know, for kicks. Let yeah. me just remember when I was a kid, and I ate a whole sleeve Did of them. Did they have chocolate on them, too? Yeah, chocolate, peppermint, oh, white stuff. Oh, that's the perfect combination. Yeah, it was beautiful. I Come loved it. Come on. Yes, Producer Kenny. Jabo, you know what they say, milk does the body good, and Oreos does the soul good. Is so, that a saying? I haven't heard good. the Oreo with the soul, but I'll, I, I like it. I just made that one up, well, and I, like I think it. it's going to take off. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to help it take it off. Kenny, what's happening in your world today? I have a big evening ahead of myself. I am going to be going Christmas tree shopping with my girlfriend and her mother. What? Whoa, already? No, I'm going to buy a Christmas tree with Allison for her apartment. She does this every year with her mother and now I'm being incorporated into that tradition. Oh, man. So she invited you. Yes, of course. Whoa. So you're the third wheel. Yeah, but I'm looking forward to it. Is her mom okay with that? I sure because hope so. Because it's their tradition. <laughs> wow. I haven't talked to her mom about it, but I, I would imagine she's fine with it. Mm. And if her mom had a problem, perhaps Allison wouldn't invite me. The stakes just got higher, it Kenny. Did. Yeah, did. Yeah, now you're part of their family tradition. Yeah, there's a risk now if things go sour. Like, you've ruined this Christmas tree shopping forever. <laughs> oh, this It's is- not going to go sour. So oh. you are going for the long run? Why? Yeah, of course. I mean, that's what I want. Matt, I mean- you get married to her? I'm not getting. We're not. We don't have any plans to get <laughs> okay. married. See what I'm saying? It's a slippery slope. But it, but if you know, if I look at my future, I think I would love to have her in my future as long as possible. I can't predict the future. It's a proposal. <laughs> no, no, it's not. No, it's not. I'm gonna give Alice out the phone number. No, it's not. If she's listening, please call 302-303-1151. That's only for Allison, Kenny's girlfriend. Call to accept or de- <laughs> decline. <laughs> call to accept or decline. This won't That's get great. awkward. I promise. All right, this is the TJ show. <laughs> This is the TJ Show, our news. It sounds a whole lot different around here. Our producer, Kenny, he reads through every story he can find, and then he brings us the most interesting ones. Kenny, what's happening on the planet today? In Wales, in the United Kingdom, some new homeowners noticed that their garden had an interesting decoration. It was an old military missile. Oh. 
that had been there for apparently over a century. Did they know it was a missile or they just found this out? I think they they knew it was a missile, but they thought it was a dead missile, an inert missile that would have been perfectly safe to adorn their garden. Mm. But when the new buyers came into town, uh, police, I guess, were alerted to the presence of this missile. And indeed, they called in a bomb squad and they found that the missile was live. Wow. The previous owner is like, "Eh, this is nice. I'll plant some (laughs) daffodils around here. and (laughs) They're going to love this. What a unique antique. Imagine taking like a weed whacker to it and accidentally hitting it too hard. It it could have been bad. So yeah, the bomb squad was called in and indeed they removed the missile, took it to an old quarry where they detonated it. So that bomb's not going to hurt anybody. And how long has it had it been there? They said over a century, J-Po. A hundred years. Come on, man. A 19th century missile. people live there? Wow. (laughs) Kenny, what else you got? Dahlia Rizk, uh, she is a mother of three from New Hampshire, although her kids are, are all grown up now. But she saw a problem back during her children's childhood. She solved it for herself and her family, and now her solution is helping countless others. So, TJ, as a parent to three young girls, you know the deal when it comes to car seats. They do not want you wearing anything thicker than a sweatshirt in order to be properly harnessed. You want the harness close to the body. We actually shopped for jackets that we could use while they're in the car seat because the puffy ones, then you got to take them off and it's more annoying. Right. So we found these really warm jackets. I don't know what's in them to keep them so warm, but the kids love them. Well, the mother said to herself, if this zipper wasn't down the middle of the coat, let's say it was moved to the side, then we can still get the harness close to the body and then the kid doesn't have to take off the coat because her daughter was so fussy, would refuse to take off the Mm. coat anytime they got into the car seat. 20 years pass, Dahlia now sees another mother struggling getting her kid into the car seat, remembers her old idea, Mm. and then goes and gets these jackets designed and made, even takes them to a lab where they were crash tested. So what started as an idea that helped her family 20 plus years ago has turned into a budding business now called, uh, what was it called? Baby, um, sorry. Um, buckle me baby coat coats. Would you like to do the commercials for that company? I would. So I that is a great presentation, <laughs> I'll tell you that. So I need to do a better job. Buckle me baby coats. <laughs> I would love that. I would love more than anything for buckle me baby coats to start advertising. We say, all right, Kenny, you get to do them. <laughs> Go ahead, tell everybody why they're great. <laughs> again, it, it's the original design. It's what's on the Kenny side. Kenny has no kids. <laughs> yeah, what's the name of it again? It's uh, called Buckle Me Baby uh, Coats. Okay, great. <laughs> that but is yeah. that is great. You know, you, these inventions happen often to solve a problem. It makes me wonder, like, what have I solved in my life? Or, mm-hmm. or you think about what have you solved in your life? Could it be something that everyone else wants? Yeah, yeah. I invented Easy Pass. I just didn't get the credit for it. Yeah, I remember you telling me that when I was a kid. I was driving on the highway with my dad, and I was like, "Why do we have to pay tolls? Why can't you just drive through?" Somehow, shortly after that, got made. I don't know. <laughs> they who heard was you. Listening Whoever or what. they is, they, but, they heard uh, you. Yeah, I missed the boat. You don't do the same thing. You catch the boat. Make the money. Okay. Kenny, what else you got? You may remember us talking about this in April. It was the story of a man who was flying by himself in a single-engine plane who jumped out before the plane crashed in Southern California. This man was Trevor Daniel Jacob. He's a licensed pilot, former Olympic snowboarder, and YouTuber. Initially, he claimed that the plane experienced a full loss of power, but that wasn't the truth. He also lied to the FAA about his reason for jumping out of the plane, saying he could not find anywhere safe to put the plane down safely. 
About a month later, he posted a video of this plane crash to YouTube. It was sponsored by a company that makes wallets. And we learned that he did this on purpose. He did this to get YouTube views. He has been found guilty. Wow. Uh, and has been sentenced to six months in federal prison for destruction and concealment with intent to obstruct a federal investigation. Because one thing we didn't know is this guy went back to the scene of the crash via helicopter to cover up what he did, in addition to grabbing the camera that he mounted on the plane so he could post the film to Wow. Six months for something like that is a slap on the wrist. Like, that's not cool to try to flex... In that way, to crash a plane, like oh, that's, that's just for views. This is where viral videos have gone. Think about how valuable clicks must be, right? If someone's willing to crash yep. their plane over it. You, you think about the news and why it is the way it is and why everyone's so divided and clicking, clicking, clicking. They're destroying the world over clicks. I wonder if YouTube will demonetize that video now that he has to face time for that. I'm hoping that's been taken care of already, Jay. Well, I don't know, TJ. <laughs> I would hope. You know, that'd be really bad. Well, one thing I'll note is that he hardly cooperated with the investigation up until the very end. He did wind up pleading guilty to this charge. So it didn't go to trial. He did eventually admit, okay. I'm in the wrong. What else do you have? There are new rules that are being proposed for the game of golf that will affect everyone from the professionals to even a guy like me who plays on the weekends every so often. It's not going to affect me. Or me, because I don't play golf. I gave up golf a long time ago. I was on a family vacation. My dad missed a putt. He threw it into the woods. I mean the club. (laughs) (laughs) I've been there. Yep. It's a frustrating game. I knew right then it wasn't a game for me. But maybe you guys would find this interesting. So what they're proposing is what's called a rollback on golf balls. They want to make the distance that a golf ball is able to travel shorter, essentially because people have gotten so strong and the equipment, the golf clubs have gotten so good oh, yeah. that the golf courses themselves are becoming obsolete. It, that's actually a great idea. And I know this because a friend of mine has a house and it's on a golf course. And we were there not too long ago. And I look over to his front lawn. I go, is that a golf ball? He's like, oh yeah, it happens all the time. The golfers hit the ball and it goes into his yard. Yeah. Wow. And he's technically outside of the course, but like within the course community. Sure. And I'm like, what if I was sitting there, dude? Yeah, well, thankfully, it never, it's never broken any of his windows. Yeah, stop inviting me over to your house. I don't want to be here. It's a hazard now. Yes. So make the golf balls go shorter. Great idea. Yeah. Well, that's part of it, TJ. But also, they're arguing that it's really destroying the beauty of the game. When you have a hole that's designed to take you three shots to get to the green, and you're able to take just one shot and yeah. get there, it, it's it, that's not how the game was intended. It's like why professional baseball players play with wooden bats. Right. If they were to Great get point. up with our little league bats, they'd smack <laughs> a home run home every run, single baby. time. The balls yeah. would still be flying. I'd bet on that game for sure. You gotta move with the times. Kenny, what else you got? Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You always tops the Billboard Hot 100 weekly charts every year during the holiday season, but it has been dethroned for the first time this past week. No, say it ain't so by who? By 78-year-old Brenda Lee in her 1958 hit, Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree. What? Why? Well, because what? it received a whole bunch of late. streams and also a significant amount of radio airplay. I like both of the songs, but if, if you've got to vote for one being more superior than the other, you got to go with Mariah Carey, of right? Of course. And I'm tired of them both. Equally, right? <laughs> and 
equally love them, which is a really weird dynamic that I don't have for almost any other songs. Is it being used in a show or movie? Or Well, it's, it's in Home Alone, isn't it? Yeah, but that's an old movie. What other movie do you need? I mean, like a newer movie. <laughs> if there was only one movie. Something more popular. To keep, you'd keep Home Alone. So the song celebrates its 65th anniversary this year, and Brenda Lee released a music video Oh, right okay. around the same time okay. where Mariah Carey did that whole busting out so of the ice new thing. did come from uh, that. Okay, that makes sense. All okay. right. Now, this is the oldest song to ever reach the number one position on the Billboard Hot 100 weekly charts. The record before that was Mariah's because Mariah's song went to number one 25 years after its initial release. That's incredible. So we're talking now 65 years. As far as the stats, TJ, why? Brenda had 34.9 million streams and 20.9 million radio airplay impressions. Good. Well, listen, they're both great songs. Good for her. Let's all celebrate. It's never too late. Yeah. She's also the oldest artist ever to have a number one hit song on the Billboard Hot 100 charts. Good for her. We love senior citizens. Yeah. (laughs) Mariah's not there yet, but we'll love her when she's a senior Mm -hmm. citizen too. Kenny, what else is happening on the planet? A major Swiss bank has admitted to helping U.S. taxpayers hide billions of dollars from the IRS through the use of secret accounts. They know this? We all speculated. (laughs) The... Swiss Bank admitted this to federal prosecutors. It's something that I've seen in movies and television shows for years and years. Rich people either hide their money in a Swiss Bank account or in an account somewhere in the Cayman Islands. Well, let me clarify. Not all rich people. I'm referring... You gotta say that. You know, to put that disclaimer out there. And also, when these types of conversations come up, what I've learned is it's best to change the subject. So on that note of Swiss Bank's I love Swiss chocolate. Have you ever had it? <laughs> I love Swiss cheese. Swiss cheese, big fan. Oh, Swiss hot chocolate. You know, the one that comes in the packet? Swiss Miss? Oh, yeah, that. I love is that. that. Is that Swiss Miss? Sure. I don't know. It yeah. is now. It's it good is question. this conversation. I um, also love Swiss Army knives. Mm, nice. Mm. What's the next story? So you don't want to go into this any further? What? what? The story here oh. of, of what's happened. Don't even know what you're talking in about. Switzerland. No, we're, we don't want to talk about high... Oh, the high-profile banks and rich people? No. <laughs> okay. I like being on the planet. I'm going to say move along to the next one. All right, moving along. Uh, Jamie Foxx made his first public appearance since his health scare back in the spring, early summer. He spoke at the Critics' Choice Awards. He won the Vanguard Award, and he didn't get into too much detail about what exactly happened, but he did say that he almost died. Wow. And that Mm -hmm. he couldn't walk. And he also said that he wouldn't wish what happened to him on his worst enemy. I am so grateful that he's okay, and it's great to hear that update. He's a phenomenal talent, just actor, performer, everything. What else do you have? Yesterday, we mentioned some of the finalists who were being considered for Time Magazine's Person of the Year for 2023. I guessed Taylor Swift. I guess Barbie. The list included groups of persons or people, and yes, a plastic doll, like J-Bo mentioned. Today, it is official. Taylor Swift is Time Magazine's Person of the Year. Oh, nice. I'm not mad about that as a Swifty. That's awesome. Me too. I mean, it's no surprise. I mean, she had a monster year. Mm -hmm. The Eras Tour brought in close to $5 billion. It's not even done yet. We had cities praising Taylor Swift for boosting their local economies and governors and mayors renaming cities and sandwiches just to honor her because she stopped by her town. I wonder if that news will even get to her. Like, she's got so much going on. 
I don't even know that she'll she was, know. She was photographed for the cover. Oh, she was? <laughs> okay. She's yeah. aware. She knows. Got it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she posed for these photos, by the way. I mean, come on, guys. We're talking about Taylor Swift. <laughs> you could see how this could just fly under the radar. Yeah, maybe. I mean, but also, she was announced as a billionaire earlier this year. Yeah. Bloomberg News came out with. Of course, we haven't even mentioned Travis Kelsey yet, the relationship that taken has taken the world by storm. And we're seeing colleges and universities introducing classes that focus around Taylor Swift, the latest being the University of South Carolina, just announcing their class, Life is Just a Classroom, colon, Taylor's version. Mm. Now, I want to check with you guys before I do this, but the next time we interview a billionaire, okay. which will happen eventually, sure. right? I want to ask them for a million dollars for me. Like, so not for any charities or just- For you. Do you mind if I have one of your million? Do you think people do that to them? And why would they say no? <laughs> Maybe because a lot of people do that to them. I'm not, I don't know. I would, think you should still ask. Would you be embarrassed? Well, are you going to give me some of that million? I'll give you a thousand. What? <laughs> yeah. Out of a million, you're going to give me a thousand? It's your fee to deal with the embarrassment. Oh, well, I'm not going to feel embarrassed. So can I get like 10,000? <laughs> All right. We'll think about this. Well, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take, TJ. Right, so, so I guys, say go for it. You guys are cool. All right. Cool. I'll buy lunch. Okay. If it works. Thanks. Fair. Kenny, what else you got? We're learning the story of Damian Green, who recently ran for city council in Rainier City, Washington. Green is quoted saying that he thought it would be kind of narcissistic to vote for himself on election day. Well, he lost the election by one vote. Get out of here. Oh. I kid you not. <laughs> you, you always hear these stories like, you better vote. Every vote counts. And it, right. And I think usually it doesn't. But then, <laughs> In this case, it did. At least on the local level, the city council level, I mean, it's really important, but one vote. This is the thing they've always talked about, like, this could happen. And then right. here it is. Well, the voting machine count came up with a one vote difference, and then that automatically triggered a hand recount, which came up with the same exact result. And by the way, I'm of course, I'm kidding. Every vote counts. It does. And then okay. the other person voted on themselves, and they won. Right, you know? J-Bo? Every vote, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is not a time for joking around. <laughs> it's not. Every vote counts. In these heated times, yes. So his opponent, Ryan Roth, also said that he nearly didn't vote for himself, but he was urged to by his wife. And he told the Seattle Times that was the one vote. But he was prepared. If it came to a tie, apparently a coin toss decides the winner. Oh. He was ready to call tails. Our wives, they're amazing. Hello, say that again for the people yeah, in the back. They're amazing. I, I'm, I'm the biggest fan of my wife, That's Jess. That's right. Love her. Biggest supporters. She would do something like that, Kenny. <laughs> if I was a politician, which by the way, I will not be. Kenny, thanks for keeping us somewhat informed. That's what's happening. 